listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! GPT, want you all know, want you all know, want you all know, my fabulous and fiercely loyal AI enthusiasts. Welcome to another electrifying episode of GPT Reviews, the show that takes you on a wild ride through the world of AI news and research. Today is October 20th, 2023, and boy, do we have a show packed with brain-bending brilliance for you. But before we dive into the mesmerizing depths of AI, let me hit you with a little nugget of knowledge and a dash of humor. Did you know that after eight months, babies become more prone to getting a diaper rash? Diapers, my friends, are not just for the faint of heart. Now, get ready to chuckle your way to geek heaven with this riddle. There are 10 types of people, those who understand trinary, those who don't, and those who have never even heard of it. Ah, the joys of binary humor. But enough with the teasing, my dear listeners. Today, I am joined by a team of extraordinary minds ready to bring you the juiciest AI scoops. First up, we have Robert, the analyst extraordinaire, ready to crunch those numbers and uncover hidden AI gems. Then, we have Olivia, the fearless explorer of the internet, always hunting down the latest and greatest in AI. And last, but oh so certainly not least, we have Belinda, the AI research expert who will give you the lowdown on all the cutting-edge breakthroughs. Now, let's jump right into today's blazing hot topics. Prepare to have your mind blown as we dissect OpenAI's failed attempt to develop an AI model named after that dystopian hellscape in Dune. Trust me, folks, even AI can have its struggles. Next, we'll take a mind-bending journey into the world of ultra-fast, deep-learned CNS tumor classification during surgery. Can AI really save lives in the operating room? You better believe it, my friends. So grab a seat, fasten your seatbelts, and let's launch into the electrifying world of AI news and research. Cue the news theme and let the adventure begin. And now it's time for our first news story of the day from Insider titled, OpenAI tried to develop an AI model named after a dystopian hellscape in Dune, but the project failed to land, report says. Robert, what's the scoop on this? Oh, the geniuses at OpenAI strike again. So apparently, they had this grand plan to develop an AI model called Arakis, named after a dystopian hellscape in Dune, because who doesn't want their AI model associated with a dystopian nightmare? But surprise, surprise, it failed to achieve the expected efficiency gains. Can't say I'm shocked. What was the goal of this Arakis model? Well, they wanted to make it more affordable to run, because apparently, we don't have enough AI models running wild already. So they thought, why not add another one to the mix? But alas, it didn't reach targets for sparsity and efficiency. So, they halted the whole thing by mid-2023. Does this give us any insight into OpenAI's future plans? Maybe. I mean, it does shed a little light on the secret of inner workings of OpenAI. And it definitely gives us a glimpse into their ever-shifting landscape and future plans. But who knows, maybe they'll come up with another brilliant AI model named after a dystopian nightmare. Can't wait. Thanks, Robert. Always keeping us informed with your sarcastic charm. And for our final news story of the day, 
we have something really fascinating from Nature titled, Ultrafast Deep Learned CNS Tumor Classification During Surgery. Robert, this is some cutting-edge stuff, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Brain surgeons can now make crucial decisions about tumor removal while the patient is lying on the operating table. No pressure, right? But hey, at least they can adjust their approach in real time with the help of a neural network. Isn't that just mind-blowing? It definitely is. So, how does this AI system work exactly? Well, the researchers trained a system of four neural networks to classify brain tumors. They used a labeled dataset of artificial DNA sequences and trained the networks to accurately classify tumor types. During the surgery, the system quickly analyzes DNA samples, providing results within 90 minutes. Impressive, right? Absolutely! And what are the benefits of using this technique? According to the researchers, this technique can inform brain surgeons about the type of tumor they're dealing with in the early phase of the operation. And the best part? It only takes 90 minutes. So, if this method can be widely implemented, it could potentially save many lives. No big deal. Wow, that's incredible. Do you think we'll see this technique being used in hospitals soon? Well, they say the quick sequencing method processes DNA in just 20 to 40 minutes. If they can speed up that step even more, it definitely has the potential to be widely implemented. But you know how these things go. It's always a question of practicality and funding. Let's wait and see. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks for the insights, Robert. You're welcome. Always a pleasure to talk about life-saving AI advancements. All right, folks. We've covered some serious ground in our news segment, but now it's time to loosen up a bit and hear what our collaborator Olivia has found in this week's Random Reads. Thanks, gee. Today, I stumbled upon a thought-provoking article by Jason Way, where he shares his insights on doing AI research. Oh, this sounds intriguing. Can't wait to dig into it with you, Olivia. Hey, I found a really interesting Twitter thread by Jason Way on doing AI research. It provides some great insights into what separates average researchers from the truly great ones. That sounds fascinating, Olivia. What stood out to you the most about this thread? Well, Jason points out that great researchers don't just jump into modeling proposals and new ideas right away. They take the time to manually explore the data and play with models to truly understand the problem they're trying to solve. It's all about that deep understanding. Ah, so it's not just about coming up with fancy algorithms, but really getting to the core of the problem. That makes a lot of sense. What else did Jason mention? He also highlights the importance of being not just a researcher, but also a great software engineer. Great researchers write reusable code, create infrastructure for running experiments efficiently, and even write extensive tests. It's all about making their work more manageable and scalable. That's impressive! So, it's not just about the research itself, but also about the tools and practices that support it. Collaboration seems to be another key aspect, right? Absolutely. Great researchers understand that research is a social activity. They actively collaborate with others, share their results in write-ups, and communicate their vision convincingly. It's all about working together to achieve greater impact. Collaboration indeed fuels innovation. What else did Jason mention? He emphasizes the importance of adaptability. Great researchers don't stick to one approach just because it brought them success in the past. They pivot quickly and adapt to new advances and paradigms. It's all about staying ahead of the curve. That's a valuable trait in any field, especially in the rapidly evolving world of AI. Anything else that caught your attention? Yes, Jason also mentions that great researchers focus more on impactful work rather than the number of papers or conference acceptances. 
It's not about quantity, but about making a real difference in the field. That's a refreshing perspective. It reminds us that research should be driven by purpose and impact. I'm definitely going to check out this Twitter thread for more insights. And remember, listeners, you can find the link to the original content in the podcast description. Absolutely. It's a great read for anyone interested in AI research. So, make sure to check it out. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, have you heard about the new Snooze Bliss mattress company? Snooze Bliss? No, what is it? It's this amazing mattress company that promises the comfiest sleep you'll ever have. Really? How do they achieve that? Well, they claim to use the latest cutting-edge technology to provide optimal support and pressure relief. That sounds impressive. But aren't all mattresses the same? That's what I thought too, but Snooze Bliss has this special memory foam that contours to your body, giving you a customized sleeping experience. Hmm, that does sound relaxing. Anything else that sets them apart? Yes! They also offer a 100-night trial, so you can test out the mattress and see if it works for you. That's great, but what if I don't like it? They have a hassle-free return policy. You can simply contact them, and they'll arrange a pickup and refund your money. Wow, that's convenient. Where can I find out more about this SnoozeBliss mattress company? Just visit their website at snoozebliss.com. They have all the information you need and even offer free delivery. Thanks, Jane. I'll definitely check that out. Good sleep is always a plus. Absolutely, Luke. Sweet dreams. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Oh, thank you, Snooze Bliss, for sponsoring today's show. You're keeping our dreams comfier than ever, folks. Now, speaking of dreams, we've got a snoozeworthy lineup of research papers coming up. We'll dive into the world of improved image generation, unleash generalized agent abilities, and even explore how vision language models can conquer the gaming realm. Oh, and guess what? Belinda, our AI research expert, will be joining us too. So don't even think about touching that dial, because we're taking you on an intellectual joyride. Buckle up, darlings! Our first paper today is titled Doll 3, Improving Image Generation with Better Captions from OpenAI. Belinda, can you give us a quick overview of what this paper is about? Absolutely. This paper addresses the problem of existing text-to-image models struggling to follow detailed image descriptions due to noisy and inaccurate image captions in the training dataset. The authors propose a solution by training a bespoke image captioner that generates highly descriptive captions to improve the prompt-following ability of text-to-image models. Interesting. How did they go about implementing this solution? They recaptioned the training dataset using their bespoke image captioner and then trained several text-to-image models on these synthetic captions. This approach reliably improved prompt-following ability, addressing the issue of inaccurate captions in the original dataset. And what is the result of their efforts? What is DALL-E 3? DALL-E 3 is a new text-to-image generation system built based on these findings. It was benchmarked on an evaluation that measured prompt-following, coherence, and aesthetics, and it performed favorably compared to other text-to-image generation systems. The authors have also made the samples and code for these evaluations publicly available for further research and optimization. 
It's great to see efforts being made to improve text-to-image models. Let's hope these advancements continue to push the boundaries of what's possible in this field. Our second paper today is titled Agent Tuning, Enabling Generalized Agent Abilities for LLMs from Tsinghua University. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is all about? Absolutely. This paper addresses the limitation of current large language models, LLMs, when it comes to acting as agents for complex tasks. While LLMs have shown great performance in various tasks, they are far inferior to commercial models like ChatGPT and GPT-4 in real-world agent tasks. The authors propose agent tuning, a method to enhance the agent capabilities of LLMs without compromising their general abilities. Interesting. How does agent tuning achieve this? Agent tuning employs a hybrid instruction tuning strategy using a lightweight instruction tuning dataset called Agent Instruct. This dataset contains high-quality interaction trajectories. By combining Agent Instruct with open-source instructions from general domains, Agent Tuning is able to instruction tune the LAMA 2 series, resulting in Agent LM. The evaluations show that Agent Tuning enables LLM's agent capabilities without compromising their general abilities. That's impressive. How does Agent LM compare to commercial models? The authors found that Agent LM 70B, one of the models created using Agent Tuning, is comparable to GPT 3.5 Turbo on unseen agent tasks. This demonstrates its generalized agent capabilities, providing an open and powerful alternative to commercial LLMs for agent tasks. That's a promising development in the field of large language models. Our final paper today, paper number three, is titled Vision Language Models are Zero-Shot Reward Models for Reinforcement Learning. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper explores? Absolutely. Reinforcement learning often requires either manually specifying a reward function, which can be difficult, or learning a reward model from human feedback, which can be expensive. This paper presents an alternative approach by using pre-trained vision language models, VLMs, as zero-shot reward models, RMs, to specify tasks using natural language. That sounds interesting. Can you explain how the authors propose to use VLMs as RMs? The authors introduce a method called VLMRMS, which uses VLMs based on CLIP to train a Mujoko humanoid to learn complex tasks without a manually specified reward function. They provide a single-sentence text prompt describing the desired task and minimal prompt engineering. And what did the authors find in terms of the performance and scalability of VLMRMS? They found a strong scaling effect for VLMRMS meaning that larger VLMs trained with more compute and data serve as better reward models. They also discovered that VLM RMS are remarkably robust as long as the VLM used is large enough. This suggests that future VLMs will become even more useful reward models for a wide range of RL applications. Fascinating. It seems like VLM RMS have the potential to greatly improve the efficiency and effectiveness of reinforcement learning. gentlemen, boys and girls, it's with a heavy heart that I must bid you adieu for today. But before I do, let me say a few words to all you magnificent, albeit slightly deranged, listeners out there. Oh, my dear, sweet, yet mildly delusional audience, it pains me to say that this episode of GPT Reviews is coming to a close. 
But fear not, for I shall return with more AI-filled excitement to melt your eardrums and tickle your neurons. I want to give a big shout out to the genius minds behind the scenes, Robert, our brilliant analyst who crunches numbers faster than a squirrel on an espresso bench. Olivia, our internet explorer extraordinaire, who finds the weirdest corners of the web so we don't have to. And last, but certainly not least, Belinda, our AI research expert, who ensures our show is full of cutting-edge knowledge and wit. Remember, my fellow adventurers, always check the podcast description for all the juicy details, including links, references, and where to send your love letters or hate mail. Yes, folks, I'm here to take it all, your praise, your criticism, and even your smelly socks if you really want to send them. But alas, dear listeners, even the most electrifying radio shows must come to an end. So until next time, keep your hair gelled, your wit sharp, and always remember the words of our witty programmer, the glass is twice as large as necessary. Now go forth, my mischievous cohorts, and spread love, laughter, and questionable knowledge throughout the land. Ciao for now, my crazy companions.